today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, Hamilton's Public Health Department is warning about mumps after noticing a growing number of cases. Of course, we've heard about this in Toronto as well. Uh, fewer than five have been identified so far here, but with the close proximity to Toronto where 37 people have been confirmed, uh, obviously that is raising eyebrows. To talk about all of this, Tammy Packer is with us, Director of Medicine and Head of Service for Newborn Care, St. Joseph Hospital, and is with us now. Hello, Tammy. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Mumps, how dangerous? Um, so I have to say I'm old and I've never seen mumps in my life. I did see a patient the other day who's one that's being evaluated for potential mumps, um, so it certainly brought my awareness level up. I think it's uh, what's sort of driving this boat is the NHL team that's had a high prevalence of mumps and the association of something we call orchitis, which is a very fancy word for inflammation of the testicles. Um, and that can happen in postpubertal males who, who end up with acute mumps. I remember um, hearing that when I was a kid, that if you don't get the vaccination, that's going to happen to you. I think my mother used that to put the fear of God in me. Uh, yeah, how dangerous yeah. is that? Well, I can't quote you how frequently it happens, um, but there's an association with potential impact on fertility, and that's something that I think right. most of us take fairly seriously. Mumps itself, the illness... usually people show with fever, they may feel tired and achy like any other virus, headaches, they may or may not have the runny nose, cough and cold that we all have right now. Um, And and I guess the hallmark is the swelling and tenderness of of some of their salivary glands. And usually it's the parotid gland, which is sort of at the the back side of the face, one on each side, but it can also affect the glands that are under your tongue um, and under your jawbone. Um, so that would be sort of the classic scenario. It usually passes within the course of about a week um, and people get better, but it's the ongoing consequences of the orchitis that I think generates the fear. So how concerned are you of this? There's what, fewer than five cases in Hamilton now? Uh, the report we received yesterday says less than five, so I can't speak to the exact number. Public health would be mm-hmm. the, the source for that. Um it's whether there's a potential for there to be many more. Um, it is a contagious virus, and you know it is spread through droplets. So, if you think you have it, we're supposed to be counseling people to do what they call self self isolate, meaning stay in your house until the results are back. Um, and uh, that's about as much as we know. But you're dealing with a physician workforce, most of whom have never seen it. Uh, what, that's interesting. What, uh, what happens if someone gets this in a school? How quickly could this spread? Um, that I'd have to defer to, again, the public health department. It depends on the precautions that are taken and how quickly it's recognized. But because it's passed simply through droplets when people sneeze and cough and don't wash their hands, all those issues set up a fertile breeding ground. Um, So hand hygiene and removing the person that's sick are your two best options at preventing spread. So advice to parents at this point would be what from you? (laughs) I dare say don't call your family doctor. No, uh, in all seriousness. Because you know they'll all call at once. (laughs) Tomorrow. Um, I I think that if your child is fevered, and and it's actually, if we think about this logically, it's not likely to be the children because the group of kids that are six and under are the best vaccinated and the best protected. Yeah, good point. So it's the the young adults and the adults um, born after, those who were born after 1970 are 
uh, less protected than those who were born before. So it's the younger generation, but not the kids. And if you have a fever and swelling in your face or under your neck, it's probably a good idea to see your family doctor. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.